Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. I'm your host, Sari, and this week I'm joined by Terry, owner of Kansas City Caramels. Terry started her business three years ago from her love of sweets and finding the perfect caramel recipe. Kansas City Caramels won the gold for top luxury caramel at the International Chocolate Salon with her cherry almond flavor. Here is Terry to share how she started her business and the success they've had in a short amount of time. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. The first time I came across your caramels, I think was at the downtown Overland Park Farmer's Market. I had just heard so much about everything that you'd done. And I think I even saw pictures of maybe a wedding that the caramels were a gift. One thing that loved about all of the caramels that that I've tried is how soft they are. Growing up, when I thought of caramels, I thought of tacky they were in my teeth and getting right. stuck and felt like I was always having to dig them out. And the beautiful and the wonderful thing about your caramels is I don't run into that issue. They are perfectly soft. They said none of that tackiness and almost like just extreme stickiness. Yeah. And right. I get a lot of people who say I have dental work. I can't have caramels and I don't want to, you know, encourage them to try mine, but yeah, a lot of people are always saying these won't stick to your teeth. It's okay. (laughs) Right. How did you get the idea to start a caramel business? Well, um, it's kind of funny because I didn't really pursue it per se. I, um, it was funny. I was listening to some of your other podcasts. And so I graduated from the art Institute as well as, you know, other people in the food industry that was, I'm 61. So that was way back in 1984. So my degree is in sculpture and that was my dream and what I'd always wanted to do. So, um, I did, I was an art teacher for a while in the blue Valley school district. And then I started having children and decided to stay home. So uh, that's what I've been doing for the past 15 years. And then it was just, I need a job. So <laughs> so I, you know, I tried uh, to think about what I could do. And this was pre-COVID because Kansas City Caramels actually started, you know, in March 2019 or two, was it 2020 is when we all started getting the shutdown, right? So uh, that's when it started. Uh, that's when Kansas City Carmel started was in um, in March. And um, so previous to that, you know, people weren't getting paid that great for unskilled jobs. And at this point, I had let my teaching certificate go and I had tried the art world and didn't make any money at it. I loved it, but um, I just didn't make any money. So I just thought I, I need a job and I can't make, you know, $10 an hour. So what can I do? And it, it was going to be cooking or sewing. Um, I used to make draperies for a living uh, way back right out of school. So I thought caramels, my mom made caramels. I'm going to try and make my mom's caramels. And I always tell everyone the caramel recipe my mom used was the same caramel recipe in every church cookbook in 1970s that, you know, and when, and when people come up to me and say, oh, my mom makes caramels. I'm like, yeah, I probably tried that recipe. But that recipe, unfortunately, doesn't have any shelf life. So I had to start doing research. And um, so I looked and looked, um, found that in um, Brittany, France is really where the caramels are 
the very best in the world. Brittany's known for its dairy, so that that's why they've become such the caramel center center of the world. So that I started trying theirs and then that in combination with the golden syrup, which I don't know if you've been on my website, I talk about that being the key ingredient. It is Europe's answer to our Cairo syrup, corn syrup, but theirs is made just with sugar. So it has that deep, rich flavor. And I feel like I lucked out, you know, that I just um, did the research with the Europeans and then the golden syrup and it just came together. How long did it take you to go through that trial and error period to find the perfect recipe? I started in June and um, sold my first caramel in March. So it took a while, <laughs> but it was fun. It was, you know, I like cooking, so it was a fun process and I love research. So that to me was a fun part. I always say you can learn anything on YouTube, right? So <laughs> that was my go-to and, um, you know, watching well, everyone loves to watch chefs on TV, don't they? So that was a lot of fun. When you were first starting out, as you said, the the intention was to start it as a business and to sell your product. Yes. I, really, the goal was just to make a decent living, um, help support my family. You know, it it got popular very fast. You know, my degree's in art, so this, the business side of it, I'm really, that's my learning curve right there. So I wish I always say, I wish I could hire people to just, you know, I, here's the inbox. I'm just going to set this here and let you take care of it. But, um, you know, when you own your own business and you're just starting out, you do absolutely everything. So, um, so yeah, the goal wasn't to keep busy necessarily, because I probably would just still be doing my artwork. It was to have a, you know, a decent income. And um, there's so many things I've learned over uh, this short period of time is the number of hours you work. You know, as I say, the first three years in business are really not very lucrative. <laughs> you know, growth is the is the goal. Growth is the goal, definitely. And what do you think helped you and Kansas State Carmel's grow so quickly in the first three years of operating? Well, I have to give a lot of credit to the Overland Park Farmers Market. The woman who runs it, uh, Christina Stanley, they were voted number one in the country. Overland Park Farmers Market. Isn't that nuts? I mean, you know, you know, she has very high standards. She is very helpful. Um, the first thing she said, she said, I, I try every product that, that we sell in the farmer's market. So I brought her the caramels. She said, yeah, the caramels are great, but not your packaging. So, <laughs> so Christina said, you know, you need to take care of that packaging. So, because <laughs> I was using stuff from Hobby Lobby. So that, you know, that was just the ne next step is to do the research. And I've gotten a lot of compliments on the packaging and that it makes a great gift. And so I'm very grateful to Christina <laughs> for pushing me on that. But just, um, you know, so many people go through there. And then, you know, as far as being in the retail stores, that was me pursuing that, you know, the Maiden KC and the Market Meadowbrook, that, that was my pursuit. Someone who goes to the farmer's market, whenever mm -hmm. you see a line standing at a booth, you instantly know, okay, something is really good <laughs> at that right. end of the line. If people are willing to wait and wraps around, something is really good there. And I know mm -hmm. that when I've seen your stand at the farmer's market, there is a line and you know that light bulb goes off of, okay, something here <laughs> is really good that people know and come back weekly to, to get. It was voted the best farmer's market in the country. And a lot of that is attributed to obviously the vendors who go, but also the people who are showing yes. up for these businesses yes. and 
come back every week over and over mm-hmm. for the same businesses that it's so great that people have formed those connections with these local vendors. And I just, I love it there. Yeah, I do too. I, I always tell um, my sister, Marcy um, has been such an unbelievable help to me and she helps me some days at the farmer's market and some days you'll see her there instead of me. I always say that that's my favorite day of the week because you get to see all of the people and they're so grateful for the candy and the samples and and you you form connections with them as well as the other vendors. I mean, I think everyone should go at least once to the Overland Park Farmer's Market. And some of the food there, oh my gosh. I mean, you know, we've got Taco Naco, we've got Valette, we've got um, uh, Mo Pies, we've got the Lettuce Guy. If you've ever seen the Lettuce Guy, and I can't remember his name, I'm sorry. But his line is like 40 minutes long sometimes. It's really amazing. And um, we dipped over 20,000 caramels last year. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> That's incredible. And, you know, a big congrats to you on, you know, having to even do that many, because obviously it's a sign of the success and love for, for your product. You know, you have a nice variety of caramels that you make. What are some of the fun flavors that oh, you the making? flavors? That is so much fun. Um, I always um, uh, tell people that well, there is two two things which took me into the flavors. Well, three things. The French, um, they do flavors. So um, Jacques, I'm, I'm going to butcher it, but I think it's Guinan. And um, Maison de la Rue um, are the two premier caramel makers in France. And they do flavors. And one of them does a lot of mixtures with nuts and dried fruits. And then there's also a um, caramel company in um, Stockholm, Sweden um, called Parlon, and they do flavors. And so, you know, in Sweden, licorice and peppermint are big flavors. And so that was where I started. I started with licorice. And I don't know if you've ever seen most of the caramel companies in the United States who do flavored caramels will have a licorice. So I call mine Star Anise. Um, because that's the the flavor that I I use. So actually star anise and licorice are really two different flavors, but most people consider it the same. So that's, and that's one of my favorites. So I started there and then um, I went to cinnamon and then orange balsamic. And I went to, the reason I started the orange balsamic is because um, the tasteful olive that you see at Overland Park Farmer's Market um, I had gone to them and said, some people use balsamic vinegar in their caramels. And he said, try this. So I did. And it was the Honey Bell Orange. It's the white balsamic vinegar. So I did that with orange extract or orange oil and uh, came up with that one. And um, that was very popular. So that's, you know, some of the first flavors. You know, unfortunately, in, in Kansas City, you don't get a lot of people who will try licorice. they're just like nope (laughs) but it is one of the best candies because for some reason I didn't do it I didn't plan it but for some reason it has layers of flavor and a couple of the caramels will do this where your first bite you get of the taste of the caramel and then it it transitions into the star anise and and then you get the buttery finish Um, it is just a really good caramel I do think sometimes Midwesterners tend to go on the safer side, especially when it comes to food. But I love just hearing you describe all these different flavors you're doing, because again, I just think it shows that you're not just making your standard caramel that you can kind of find anywhere with 
and you're using local ingredients from other local mm-hmm. vendors to make these really fun and unique, delicious flavors. It's, it has been a fun ride. I tell you, <laughs> working with other people, collaborating is so much fun. I'm actually getting ready to, um, I haven't done it yet. Try goat milk caramels. So we have a, a goat milk vendor at, at the, at the Overland Park Farmers Market. Do that. We'll give that a shot. <laughs> yeah. Are there any caramel flavors that you have tried making and during the production, it just didn't turn out the way you thought it would? Yeah. Yes. You know, who doesn't love uh, pumpkin lattes, right? So I tried pumpkin. No, it was not good. (laughs) And other caramel people do make pumpkin. So I don't know how they mastered it, but yeah, mine, no. So for fall, I do the apple cider. And um, I use that Lewisburg apple cider and reduce that and then add cinnamon, nutmeg and ginger. And it's it's sold only during the fall. So it it, it, it covers the bases, right? <laughs> so I don't have to worry about the pumpkin. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> you mentioned you initially started your career as a teacher and you eventually left that and then started this business. Aside from the initial hurdles you might have had to face when you started the business, what are some struggles you have faced owning Kansas City Carmels? Finding a commercial space was a real hurdle just because uh, commercial real estate is very expensive. And a lot of people were under the impression that during during COVID, when we had so many empty spaces, that prices would go down and they did not. But the good news, um, I don't know if you've ever had her bourbon balls, but Lisa Fitch from Bootleg Bourbon Balls and I are going to share a space in Riverside and um, we'll be moving in at the 1st of March. So really beyond excited for that. So that that finding a commercial space has been quite a hurdle because the other thing I didn't realize is how physical this job is because partially because I don't have a space, you know, and you're hauling stuff constantly and doing the farmer's market, but, you know, just the cooking and um, ordering and keeping on top of everything is, is, is a challenge. But for me, I think the bookkeeping will always be my number one challenge. <laughs> my poor bookkeeper, she, I say, yeah, that still doesn't make sense to me, but I trust you. So, <laughs> Well, that is very exciting about, about the move. I wanted to say about Lisa and her bootleg bourbon balls is she uses local distilleries, which is really exciting. When you are not working, you're able to put work aside, which I know as a business owner is very hard to do. But right. when you are not working, what does life in Kansas City look like for you? Life in Kansas City? Um, you know, I'm born and bred, second generation Kansas City, you know, so we have good roots here. And I'm a, I'm from a large family. I have nine siblings and um, I was, you know, when, um, when I was looking at the questions that you were asking about, you were asking about, you know, kind of where I go and I love being adventuresome and going to see some of the new or go to some of the newer restaurants. Although I, I find it hard to keep up, you know, there's just a lot out there. Um, but I love some of the old standards, the Kansas city standards, you know, like Strouds and Grazos and, you know, I was going to McLean's um, when it was on Warnell and it was um, the little, little old ladies serving just the baked goods, you know, and it was just so, you know, delicious, fluffy, fresh donuts, you know, things like that. I, my favorite thing to do is, is eat out. <laughs> good food. I'm just all about good food. And we have a lot of it here in Kansas City. And my family has roots in the, um, in the meatpacking industry. 
So I have uh, an uncle who was in the barbecue business and his fun son followed suit and good food. That's, that's my thing. And I, I should say, really, though, number one, can't believe I didn't start with this, but number one is family, of course. We, we love going out together. The family does. So, you know, the one thing I used to cook all the time. I used to cook dinner every night, right? For my family. Every night I cook. It got to be a bit of drudgery because my kids were a bit picky and I, I cooked the same things over and over again. And then as they grew and became more adventuresome, I loved cooking. And back in the day, I'd have dinner parties. And since I have started the caramel business, I quit cooking. <laughs> so so now um, the family, we go out to eat. We don't eat. I don't cook for them um, like I used to, which is kind of sad for everybody because we all miss mom's cooking. You are cooking caramels though. So it does count. All day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what I tell them. I'm saying, I just can't stand at that stove anymore. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, to your point, and I totally agree. It's a great problem to have, but there are so many restaurants opening in Kansas City. It is really hard to keep up. But every time a new restaurant opens, we will add it to the list because uh -huh. I can't tell you how many times I've had someone send me something I look it over, I scroll through on Instagram and say to myself how good it looks. And, oh, I, I definitely need to go. Ten minutes later, the thought has totally left my head and I can never remember the place that was being brought up. So keeping an actual list of everything has really helped us because we love to eat out. It's what our weekends are revolved around. Right. And I love trying new places. That for me is what I get yeah. excited for on the weekends yeah. uh -huh. is I love trying all the new restaurants and places coming to Kansas City. So a lot of the times we will base our entire weekend planned of, okay, what neighborhood haven't we been to in a few weeks or a month? And oh yeah, mm -hmm. remember that one place in the river market we said we wanted to go to or yes. kind of basing it off that. And it's been a tremendous help with getting out and trying the new places in Kansas City. Yeah, we're so fortunate. I mean, I, I whenever my sons used to do traveling baseball. And so whenever we traveled, we would hit up Yelp or whatever was available at the time for TripAdvisor and, you know, try to find as many restaurants out of town. And I, I always come back, Kansas City, we just, you know, we have Andre's. I mean, have you ever had a better croissant anywhere? <laughs> so anyway, I just, I think we're very lucky, very lucky. We have some really good food here. If there was anything you could change about Kansas City, what would that be? That's a tough one. That is a really, that is a very tough question, you know, because um, your mind goes to um, just the way things have been in the past four years, five years, six years, whatever. And you want things to be more peaceful and cohesive. And uh, so that uh, was the first thing that I thought of. And then I thought, oh, maybe we're thinking more restaurants or <laughs> transportation or things like that, you know, so there are, I think when people come to Kansas City, they're surprised at our lack of good local transportation. Um, so that might be one, but um, I am so proud of the city and um, the art scene is so amazing. I can go to the Nelson every weekend and find something new. So it's hard. I, I really, I can't think of anything that I can say this needs improvement or this needs to change. Transportation is one that constantly does come up, whether it's on this podcast or conversations I have with other individuals. Recently, we had some people visiting and we were talking about the uh, expansion of the streetcar, which is so great. But sometimes with those things, you have to go through some 
ugly before the pretty. That's sort of how I described Mm -hmm. it. And with all of the construction, and I know a lot of businesses have been affected by the streetcar construction in front of their businesses, but it is something that I think is really going to help the city. And Mm -hmm. I could not be more excited to see and ride the streetcar once it is fully expanded to the plazas of now. And I just hope that Kansas City continues to expand and work on public transportation. It would be nice on the weekends to not feel like I have to use my car and get around through public transportation, but that is just not an option right now. Right. And we're um, we're so spread out. Our metropolitan area is so large and takes up such a great amount of uh, land space that that that's a hindrance as well as what I've heard. So yeah, I, I do wish it was easier. And you know, you talk about the different neighborhoods that are so much fun to go to. Wouldn't it be great if you could jump on a streetcar and go from Waldo to Crestwood to Brookside to the Plaza, you know, all of the great neighborhoods. Easter is is right around the corner. And you mentioned the flavor that you are currently working on uh, with goat's milk, but are there any other flavors that you are working on right now that you would want listeners to know about? I uh, wanted to mention that one of our caramels won uh, top caramel of the year at the International Chocolate Salon this year. Um, I don't know if, you, if I mentioned that to you. So it's the cherry almond. So it's a, it uses a tart cherry puree and uh, whole almonds. And I always say it's just a really good dessert. You know, it's just a great candy. So yeah, one top caramel. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah. How did that come about? What was the process of winning that award? Actually, uh, Panache Chocolatiers have won that award as well for their pistachio caramel um, a few years ago. But uh, so you submit, it's it's a a competition which you submit to and you send um, 13 boxes or whatever, they have 13 judges um, that are different chefs and um, people in the food industry. They might be writers, critics. And uh, so you send all of your caramels to them, then they distribute them and the judges then determine what they consider to be the top caramel. They've got a uh, top caramels, the gold, silver, and bronze. And it was pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations on that. And that is it's- you. Amazing, especially having been in business for three years to be recognized so quickly for the product that you're making. They melt in your mouth. I've just never had caramel that is so soft and melts away in your mouth. And I know on your website, your motto is simplicity is key. And I think that's so important with your recipe. And as you mentioned earlier, just kind of sticking to the basics and finding really quality, amazing ingredients for your candies. Right. Yeah. The quality ingredients. And I always say, I am so picky that um, (laughs) when of things that I eat myself. So a lot of things that, you know, people who do have a sweet tooth, like I do, you know, they could eat a bag of store-bought cookies and I'm like, "Mm, no, I want to go to Yum Bakery and get um, a sugar cookie that she's made with her own buttercream frosting. You know, that's, I, I don't even, you know, it's not tempting to me to have something that's not the very best quality. Isn't that funny? So when I make the caramels, I feel the same way. It's like, it's got to be really good. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I think, a great quality to have, especially as a business owner, to take such pride in the product you're producing and not feeling like, oh, I can get my simple syrup from 
wherever any will do, but really taking the time to finding the ingredients that work best and give your product the best quality and best taste and win awards, which I think is great and just shows shows how much you've accomplished in the three years since being in business. Oh, well, thank you. That's really kind. Very kind. I appreciate that. People can get your caramels for wedding party favors. Uh I would love for you to explain that process a little more for anyone that is interested. Yes, and that's a lot of fun to do. Uh, There's a a variety of options, but uh, the one that is most eye-appealing, it seems like for the um, brides, brides, grooms, mothers, is um, I do a little two-piece box of chocolate-dipped caramels. Uh, We use colorful sprinkles on them to match the uh, bridal theme or uh, ribbon. You know, if they just want that traditional sea salt uh, on the caramel, then we, you know, just uh, coordinate colors so that it matches their theme. And then they have them as uh, on the place settings. Sometimes they're put on the dessert table. That's a one-on-one situation where I get to meet with the bride. I get to meet with the groom. I get to meet with the mother and, um, you know, bring them a little treat. And, you know, it's just such a special occasion. And people work so hard to make it just right. So I'm really always honored to be a part of that. I don't want to call it a trend because I think trend insinuates that it's going to go away at some point. But I really love the recent movement. People as party favors have found these local bakeries and macaron businesses that have done, you know, party favors for wedding gifts and especially for wedding guests who are from out of town and maybe not as familiar with the incredible local businesses we have in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. It's such a special takeaway that is easy to pack for anyone who has to travel is also just a special added thing to to anyone's special day. And so I just really love, I've seen so many businesses and so many people who've gotten married and have added that little addition to their wedding day. I think it's just something really sweet and really special people have been doing. Right. And, um, you know, you were talking about this a little bit when we were mentioning the Overland Park Farmers Market and the people to support local business. And Kansas City is amazing at that. People will come to you and say, I have a business and we're doing corporate orders and I want to support small local businesses. And so I want to use you. I don't want to you know, get online. I want to support what we have here in Kansas City. And I just think that is a great sentiment and it is a movement definitely has has helped me <laughs> uh, to get started. And um, you see it just everywhere around the city. So it's awesome. You mentioned earlier that you are in the Made in KC locations. Where else can people find your caramels? I wish I would have um, gotten the list out because I don't want to miss anyone. So yeah, there it's about 15 different stores in the in the area. And they're uh, mostly boutique stores. Also, um, Katie from Strawberry Swing, who has um, Shop Local KC, she has them available. The um, If you've ever been out in Lee Summit at... Uh, Cockerell Mercantile, which is such a cool store, and they carry them. Uh, the Better Cheddar, which is also uh, just a real great place on the plaza. Um, Trap um, Candles. Um, so I'm trying to think of some of the locals that um, that carry them. And I know I'm forgetting so many, but I hate to forget. Like I say, I hate to miss out on anybody to 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 talk about them. And the market at Meadowbrook and Meadowbrook Inn. Ambassador Hotel, Lowe's Hotel, they've just been a great support 
And what's great about the hotels is then I get orders from people from places all over the United States. I've sent the caramels to Alaska. (laughs) They say, you know, I was, I got these caramels when I was at the hotel. And I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. Yes, you can order online. And where can listeners follow along on social media and hear about any upcoming flavor releases that you might have? Instagram is at Kansas City Caramels, and then that'll take you to the um, Facebook site as well, because I always post on both. Don't really post on Twitter too much, but, uh, you know, the website, we try to keep things updated. Um, It is the slow time of year right now for um, candy, for caramels, which has been lovely. (laughs) Because I um, actually, as soon as Christmas was over, I traveled to Texas and California to see my grandbabies. And as soon as Thanksgiving was over, or not, I'm sorry, as soon as Valentine's Day was over, I um, I took a little break uh, for a week. It was just lovely. So we're back at it. Um, so the website should be up to date and they can uh, see where we're going to be because um, it's time to start enrolling in all those events that we're at. You know, they, we do the Just For Her. We do the Holiday Boutique. We'll be doing um, Cider Days in Topeka this year. We're there and everywhere. You know, you can't do these kind of things alone. And I, you know, the support of my family is unbelievable. You know, we have five kids and two grandbabies and my husband, Chris, so supportive. And most people know my sister, Marcy, as I mentioned, Um, she's, you know, just the voice of reason and um, just a hundred percent there whenever I need her. And um, Bill cooks for me, Sean, um, my nephew, Sean, cut and wrapped almost every caramel last year. And then I had a lovely girl, um, Charlotte, who worked for me. And now she is at one of the premier chocolatiers in Kansas City. So I'm so proud of her and happy for her. It was just ex- so exciting when she got that job because, you know, we're just a little company. But to, to be able to work for, for someone who, you know, can take her talents to the next level, it was just amazing. So, you know, you can't do it alone. You, you have to rely on people who uh, will help you. And, and I've had a lot of great help. As we've said, just the amount of success that you've had in the last three years is really great. And it's just so exciting for you and your family and everyone involved Mm -hmm. in Kansas City Caramels. Right. Yeah, it has been quite a ride. (laughs) (laughs) Quite unexpected. But, uh, you know, we just we just keep moving forward and um, growth is the key. And, you know, uh, Marcy, Marcy always says, you know, People would be so disappointed if they couldn't get their caramels, Terry. So we just got to keep going. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, Terry, thank you so much for being here and just taking the time out of out of your schedule to talk oh, to me and you. share your story. And as I mentioned, I just all the caramels you sent, they did not last very long. As I've said, I, I have quite the sweet tooth and being able to find something that I really love because I'm not really a candy person. I'm much more of a chocolate and ice cream person when it comes to mm. my sweet tooth. I just loved everything that I had. I Thank you. really love the combination of sea salt and chocolate, which is another thing that I feel like right. became trendy a handful of years mm-hmm. ago. And I'm so happy that it is a trend that just now feels like a staple and hasn't gone anywhere right. because yeah. the, the mix of sweet and salty is not something that I typically gravitate towards or love, but there is something about sea salt and chocolate that... <laughs> It's so good. And I just love it. It's so it's such a heavenly combination. And I love that that's something with your caramels 
that you offer because it's like a trifecta of delicious flavor between caramel and chocolate and sea salt and you've just mastered this marriage between these three ingredients. (laughs) I feel like I just got kind of lucky in so many ways, you know. (laughs) So thank you so much, Terry. I I appreciate it. It's been fun. (laughs) I, you know, I I talked to uh, Jasper Mirabli once and I feel you're the same way. I say you guys are like ambassadors for the city. So really appreciate (laughs) you. You can find Kansas City Carmel's social media in the show notes. Be sure to find their caramels at either the downtown Overland Park Farmer's Market or the various local retailers. If you're a fan of Kansas City Confidential, would you please take five minutes of your time to rate, review, and subscribe? You can follow me on Instagram at Casey by Sari. See you next week. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential, yay, ooh, Kansas City's best, ooh, Casey Confidential, ooh, Casey's Confidential.